our waiting is over. It's finally Christmas. Santa's come to our house, but our, our children still don't know what he brought. Their waiting is, is, is going to go just a little bit longer. So uh, pray, for, pray for them, especially our older ones. That's right, special kind of suffering for pastor's kids. Today we're going to talk about that long-awaited appearance of Jesus. Three short points. First, he has appeared. Secondly, he will appear. And finally, he continues to appear. So point number one, he has appeared. I wonder what it was like before the arrival of Jesus back in in Israel in the days of waiting. We've tried to identify with this a little bit, haven't we, with our, with our observing Advent, the, the Advent tradition, and trying to put ourselves before and in that, that place of waiting and, and looking. Because we know that the promise of Messiah, the promise of the coming one, started such a long time ago. It was announced actually in the garden. And it was promised to Abraham, it was promised to David, the prophets, prophesied that one was coming. And each one was given a glimpse, a a different little small piece of information about who we were to be looking for, who that coming one would be, a deliverer, a shepherd, a son of man, a perfect king. Those long days of of waiting followed and they, they didn't fully understand the promise They knew it would be one who would teach and deliver and restore and bring peace. One from whom that promised blessing would flow. And many believed in his coming and many were longing for it. Heroes of the faith looked ahead and believed in this coming one. We read about them in the first chapter, rather in the faith chapter of Hebrews. These people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. The long, silent years followed these promises. This long, pregnant silence. A time when scarcely was heard a word from God. The voice of an angel breaks that silent period. And it appears to Zechariah, who would be the father of the front runner, for Jesus, the one who would announce him. Zechariah, you're going to have a son in your old age. The angel also appears to Mary, as we know. Mary, you're going to bring forth a son. And you will call his name Jesus. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Joseph hears the voice of the angel as well. Mary will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Again, the angel speaks to the shepherds. A savior has been born to you this very day. He is Christ the Lord. Why angels, I wonder? Why not prophets? Maybe it was only fitting that this heavenly king was announced by a heavenly being. Or maybe the people of Israel had gotten very sleepy 
They needed something extraordinary to wake them up to this good news. As I've said, it's hard to wait. And it must have been very hard to wait generation after generation. Maybe unbelief had settled in and they were no longer believing in that promised one. We see this a little bit in the response to the angel. Zechariah said, how can I know this will happen? How can I know this will happen? And we know Gabriel's response was quite indignant. How can you know? I stand in the presence of God. That's how you can know, Gabriel says. Gabriel stands in the presence of God. In other words, he's saying, because God said so, and I heard him say so. In the same way, Mary says, how will this be? And Gabriel says to her, no word of the Lord will ever fail. No word of the Lord will ever fail. And you can know how it will be, and you can know that it will happen because the Lord himself is saying it through the voice of the angel. In short, it will happen because God said it will happen. But what the angel announced was beyond all expectation. The perfect prophet, the righteous king, the anointed one that they were waiting for was none other than God himself. God gave himself, encompassed in the flesh of a baby. He fulfilled his promise and he answered the cry of our hearts for what he knew we longed for, himself. Anne Voskamp said it this way, he gave up the heavens that were not large enough to contain him and let himself be held in a hand. The mystery so large becomes the baby so small and the infinite becomes the infant as the giver becomes the gift. The gift of that first Christmas that God became human, that God appeared in human form. As we heard earlier, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. What a mystery. And this mystery is the subject of an early Christian hymn. It's recorded in 1 Timothy, and one of the lines says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. And it was through this manifestation, it was through this appearance that God himself made the way for us to know him. For we know that the manger was followed by the cross. And the cross was followed by the empty tomb. The first advent made the way for us to know God. It also paves the way for the second advent. God has appeared in Jesus, and he will appear again. Point number two, he will appear again. You may have noticed that not all the promises about Messiah that you find, that you read about in the Old Testament, were fulfilled at his first coming. Some, some were fulfilled partway through, maybe a chapter, and then the second half is not yet fulfilled. We notice that when we read the scriptures. Where was the deliverer? Where is the destruction of the enemies of Israel? 
whereas David Wood asked last week, is the peace on earth? Where is the rule of that perfect and powerful king? Some of the promises were fulfilled in the first advent, but many were not. Jesus will appear a second time to fulfill the rest of these promises. Promises of peace and his perfect rule and reign on earth. All of creation awaits this, and as Christians, we do too. We are those looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He proved at his first coming that he is faithful to his promises. So we have no doubt, no doubt at all, that he will fulfill his promise to return. It was written, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The appearing of God with us shows the great lengths that God will go to keep his promise. And the second advent is when all the promises will be fulfilled. As we have proclaimed in our advent reading, it's a time when all things will be made right. So today we can look back at the appearing of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And we can look forward to the fact that he will appear again. He has appeared and he will appear. This is what we long for. And Paul said, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Have you ever loved someone's appearing? I was at the airport um, a few years ago waiting for my dear friend uh, to arrive from Australia. And she, she had been at a conference in Palm Springs, so she was arriving at the Bellingham Airport, and at that time I could see her plane land, I could see you know, the stairs come up to the plane, and I was there at the window, and I was longing and longing for, for my dear friend who I'd been separated from for such a long time. And I can tell you, when I saw her walk out of that plane and down those stairs in all her glory with her hot pink bag and her hot pink neck pillow, and she just makes such an appearance. And I can tell you that I loved her appearing. I, I, I loved her appearing. There will be a special crown for those who love the appearing of Jesus, those who are looking for it and loving it. So let's not get sleepy like perhaps those in Israel did waiting for his first appearing. Let's not get deceived by unbelief like so many can. So many miss the blessing of that first coming. But let's remember what Gabriel said to Mary. No word of the Lord will ever fail. He has promised to return, and he will. There are some of us that need to remember that for a variety of reasons this morning. No word of the Lord will ever fail. As surely as he has appeared, he will appear again. Point number three, he continues to appear. Where is Jesus now? He's no longer in the manger. He's no longer on the cross. He's no longer in the grave. He is risen from the grave, 
and he has ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of God. And from there, he sends his spirit. And so he continues to be God with us. He came on that first Christmas to be God with us, but he wasn't just God with us for his lifetime here on earth. No. He will be God with us for all time. And he is God with us right now. He continues to appear. It's another great mystery that somehow the Holy Spirit contains Jesus and brings him to us because he dwells with us and in us. The Holy Spirit is Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And many of his promises continue to be fulfilled in us, his children. This is how he accomplishes his promises and his purpose in this age. It's through us. Some folks wear um, a bracelet that says WWJD. Do you know that bracelet? WWJD. What would Jesus do? If I was going to make a bracelet like this, I would, say, I would make it say W-I-J-D. I would remove that second W, and I would make the bracelet say, what is Jesus doing? What is he doing? Right now, he's not dead. He's not distant. He is alive, and he is near, dwelling with each one of us. He continues to be God with us. Remember before he left the earth, Jesus promised to come to us. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he has. He's actually revealed in us and through us. In a prayer meeting um, this past week, it was just three of us and um, a small prayer meeting. But Dave decided to pray for those who are working, on, ministering on Christmas Day here in this church, like, for example, Marnie downstairs and, and others of us. And as soon as Dave prayed this blessing, he prayed for a special blessing to be on those that would serve. And in that prayer meeting, with just the three of us, I could sense the presence of God in such a powerful way. Just his love and his warmth, I could sense it so powerfully. And that's what we bring. That's what we can all bring, is that, that incredible presence of God, wherever we go. In that moment, a song came to mind, and, it, and it's a song that says to the Lord, you are here, and I behold your beauty. Your presence fills this place. Calm my heart to hear you, Cause my eyes to see you. Your presence here is the answer to the longing of my heart. And isn't this what our hearts are longing for truly? Is, is for the presence of God. And wherever we go this Christmas time, this Christmas season, we have the opportunity to not only experience that, that weighty, tangible presence of God, but we also have the opportunity to 
bring it, like, like Dave did in that prayer meeting, to bring it through our prayers and through our actions so that we find ourselves saying, God was here. C.S. Lewis said that the world is enemy-occupied territory. And Christianity is the story of how the rightful king has landed, you might say, landed in disguise, and is calling us all to take part in a great campaign. And so the king continues to make appearances. I hear he may be showing up at Hawthorne Lodge this morning. I believe some of us might get a glimpse of him around the dinner table today. Others of us might see his hands in, in service and in giving. I know he will certainly bring comfort to those who mourn this Christmas season. He will appear in these places this very day, in our smiles and in our song, our service and our giving, our words and our listening. Even in our bold proclamation of his arrival, this is our affirmation that God is with us. Let's watch for him, shall we? Let's watch for him this Christmas day, this Christmas season, and ask him, Lord, what are you up to? What are you doing right now? Listen for his guidance and partner with his plan. This Christmas, I hope that our story will not be like Jacob's who said, God was here and I, I knew it not. But rather, God was here and I recognized him. I recognized him. God was here and I recognized him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that he is the way that you appear to us. Thank you that because of Jesus, we can know you and experience you. Thank you that you are with us now. You are with us always, even to the end of the age. And on this Christmas day, help us to love your appearing and to look for the gift of your presence wherever we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.